1: Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And of course, our daily podcast. Hey, exciting news to announce on the podcast. And of course, well, we're going to pair it with a Broncos win. Denver gets the job done against the Steelers 24-17 in late fashion And in very interesting fashion, does this change how we talk about the Denver Broncos moving forward? But first, our friends at Bespoke Edge. Of course, our friends at Bespoke Edge, they're getting you dressed for the holidays. You have those parties coming up. You got to make sure that you're well-dressed. Well, go to bespokeedge.com. A lot of great stuff over there. You know, for me and, and, and guys, you know, this is one of those things where... We we don't know how to dress. I don't know how to color code things. I don't know what kind of tie I'm supposed to wear with a certain shirt or, or suit coat. I let those guys over there at Bespoke Edge take care of it because they are so good at that, and they will make you look clean, crisp. Maybe it's just that suit for a wedding, or maybe you just want to look good. Maybe you want to upgrade that wardrobe. Be sure to go check out our friends over there at BespokeEdge.com. Broncos get the job done against the Steelers 24-17. Of course, you all saw Shelby Harris with the big-time interception. I tell you what, Shelby Harris, uh, and we'll just kick it off. We're going to do a little good, bad, and ugly, Um, although I think there's a lot more good than ugly here or at least a lot more good than uh, bad because those Denver Broncos uh, with Shelby Harris, he probably would have landed on the good even before the interception. I mean, this guy was absolutely balling out from the the pressure up the middle in front of Ben Roethlisberger's face. And this is a guy who was uh, down low. Of course, you saw it on actually it ended up being the long touchdown, but he is the reason why that uh, Ben Roethlisberger had to release that football on the 97-yarder to Juju Smith-Schuster so quickly. Uh, he was always a disruptive force, of course, collected half a sack as well, too. And then, of course, this is all just days, days after. The the young man gets uh, to, well, now to be a father, as uh, his wife and uh, him welcome their first child to the, uh, to the world. And, and it was just an incredible scene post-game. Where of course uh, the new dad gets the game ball. Uh, everybody knows about the the kid being born, and uh, it was it was a very very incredible uh, moment. So congratulations to Shelby Harris, I should say. Congratulations to uh, the fam as uh, Evelyn Roche- uh, Rochelle Harris uh, was born, I believe, on Friday. Uh, so congratulations to the Harris family. Um, this Denver Broncos team, of course, was powered on offense by Philip Lindsay once again. And this is a Denver team that look, it's it's kind of the same story and over and over. If Case Kingdom doesn't turn the ball over, this is going to be an offense that's gonna be effective. Philip Lindsay, 14 carries, buck 10, one touchdown. He becomes the uh the the most rushing yards statistically. Uh you could say, the the greatest undrafted running back in franchise history because he now owns those most yardage mark. And I tell you what, he's going to blow past that and set his own feet because, man, this kid averaging 7.8 a pop again today. And again, only 14 carries. Uh, This is going to go down as one of those bad because I just don't understand why you don't feed this guy more. He is explosive. He is a guy that is single-handedly... Uh, we are totally forgetting about Royce Freeman. Remember when we were talking about Royce Freeman who was scoring the touchdowns in preseason to open the season? He was looking like a bruiser. He gets injured, and all of a sudden, it's the Philip Lindsay show. Everybody in love with this kid, and rightfully so, because he is a tremendous player. They've got to get the ball in his hands more when it comes to running the football. Because you know what? I I get it. He has a 190-pound frame, but the guy is lasting. The guy is lasting in the NFL so far. And look, 11 games in, he's quick. He is shifty. He knows when he is not supposed to take those big hits. And, and look, right now, it is working for Denver. As far as the receiving core goes, again, another successful day for the tight ends for Denver. They combined for five catches, uh, 70 plus yards, and of course, the touchdown to Matt LaCasa. Emmanuel Sanders was your number one targeted wide receiver, seven receptions. 86 yards and a touchdown, and it very much felt like, you know, to open the game uh, when it was 3 nothing at the end of the first quarter, you kind of felt like this was going to be one of those slog fests, right? Because Pittsburgh is, is, while a high-octane offense, is not built like the glass cannon Kansas City of the world where they can just, in the snap of a finger, blink of an eye, score 30 points in, in one half. Uh, this is kind of one of those grind-you-down teams, Ben Roethlisberger extending the plays, those frustrating, backbreaking third downs, which he had a couple of them in this game, and then they set that tone with James Conner, and I tell you what, while they didn't run Conner as much as they usually do, Conner was seeing a a little bit of success, I guess you could say, at the end of the day, 13 carries 53 yards for a 4.1 average, but but. The big thing for Denver, and I said this pregame in one of my keys, they contained Connor. They contained him. They didn't need to be uh, beaten by the Connor of the world where where he runs and, and, and gashes them for a 40-yard run here, a 20-yard run here, and so on and so forth. Instead, this was a team that... Uh, contained him, kept everything in front of them, and that's why Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball absolutely a billion times, to the tune of 56, to be exact. This was kind of like the game plan. I I remember back to the Oakland game when it was Derek Carr, who, what was it, 29 of 31 of some sort. Look, the stat sheet looks good. Carr threw for a bunch of yards. So did Ben Roethlisberger, 462. But you look at this... Denver defense, if they don't allow that one jailbreak play that where, where Juju Smith Schuster goes running wild, it's a 24-10 game all of a sudden. This is a Denver defense that was stout all day long. They got it done when they needed to, and they absolutely were uh, uh getting getting Pittsburgh. Frustrated on offense, and I think that really is reflected in the turnovers because Ben Roethlisberger made some very ill-advised throw throws. Of course, the the ill-advised throw at the end of the game. Uh, it was just a bad play from the start. It was a bobbled snap that uh, was not accurate. That delayed the the um, the the RPO. Ben decided that the the run wasn't there. He was gonna throw, and 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 as uh, uh, one Pittsburgh Steeler put it post game, that's essentially a play they run all the time late in the games, and the option is supposed to be to Antonio Brown, who was quite blanketed very well by Bradley Roby. And and if 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 uh, Shelby Harris doesn't make that interception, I don't think Antonio Brown's gonna make that catch anyways because Roby is probably there. I mean, he was really the third best option as far as a potential receiver because Robey in better position to make a play on that ball. Shelby Harris obviously makes an incredible play on that ball. Uh, it was a bad decision by Ben Roethlisberger on that throw. The, the interception earlier by uh, Chris Harris Jr., uh, just a, a bad throw. A, a wide receiver that was blanketed. It was an inaccurate throw. Too high. Uh, it actually kind of surprised Harris. You could see on the video. Um, it, it was a bad throw. And look, Denver capitalized on these turnovers, and I said pregame this morning, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. This is a team that if they win the turnover battle, they can run with anybody. And look, they didn't not only win the turnover battle, they smashed the Pittsburgh Steelers in the turnover battle, of course, winning it four to nothing. Um the fumble that Will Parks forced fumbling into the end zone and look say what you will about the rule and I do think the rule does need changing although it benefited Denver uh, it's silly that a player were to fumble into the end zone and then they just lose possession uh, I, I think that's a silly rule I think they do need to look into changing that but regardless it benefited Denver today and then of course James Connor with the big fumble as they start rumbling into their red zone uh, their opportunities to score and again, they turned the ball over. Uh, I believe it was Bradley Roby who made the, the, the play on the tackle. Darian Stewart collecting the fumble recovery. Look, you, you put yourself in position to make these opportunities. But more importantly, I want to emphasize zero turnovers. Zero turnovers turnovers that means again third straight game case Keenum no interceptions Uh, no fumbles from any of the running backs or the quarterback today for Denver so uh, a big big win in the turnover battle and it's a big part of why Denver wins the game today and improves to five and six the Steelers losing for the first time on the road they're now uh, seven three and one and actually this leaves uh, the New Orleans Saints as the only road team uh, or I should say excuse me the only NFL team who is undefeated on the road this year Pittsburgh was the other team they end up losing to the Broncos so Uh, overall, uh, you know, the, there really wasn't any serious bad spots that I think, you know, if you're Denver, you're looking at that, that you absolutely need to, uh, touch up. I think the play calling could have been a little bit more leaning towards that run because again, this was never a game that got out of hand for Denver. Uh, Denver was ahead for a majority of this or at least tied. So this is again, where 23 runs, it's not enough. Three of those, by the way, are from Case Keenum. So twenty runs in this game—it's just not enough when you're averaging five point four a carry and you're not down by two scores. You know, if, it, if you're trailing to Kansas City, if you're trailing to LA, I get it. Different story. You're up or tied in this game. Run the football. It's it's and, and as I tweeted it out, it's kind of one of those things. Where it's, it's like it's not a difficult concept give the ball to Philip Lindsay and let the man eat. Run the ball. I don't understand the 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 the, the it's like a hesitation. It's like they it's like they don't want to run it because they almost don't trust their running backs or they feel like they're they're not going to get productivity even though the stats clearly are saying that they are. It just doesn't make sense. But it, it is a nitpick um very, very. Um, well, look, it's a, it's a nitpick um, low spot in a game that had very few low spots. Uh, I, I will say on the defensive side, this is a team that has got to get at least more competent play out of a particular player in that secondary. And actually, I'm going to highlight two players. Uh, Darian Stewart had a very poor game. Uh, and I know he had the fumble recovery in that, uh, you know, that hit by Bradley Roby. But overall, coverage-wise, this is the guy who got burned pretty bad. The broken tackle against Juju Smith-Schuster. And this is a guy who uh, has has really regressed quite a bit from the days of the no-fly zone. And look, uh, obviously his name was last year already talked about. Is is this guy going to have a long-term future with Denver? And I think everybody answered that question, no. No. But as this season continues to progress, this is a team that has got to get better play from Darian Stewart because he has been killing them so far this year. And also, look, Bradley Roby uh, torched a couple times, Uh, was torched by Antonio Brown real bad. But on the play, it was an overthrown football, and if you remember uh, Brown diving for it, could make the catch, uh, uh, and that was one of those things. Tremaine Brock also got burned in a situation like that as well, too. And then, of course, on the Juju Smith-Schuster touchdown, which, look, uh, it, it's a it's a well-placed ball by Ben Roethlisberger because he saw Bradley Roby on that very heavy outside coverage. But when you have a situation like that and, and Roethlisberger's throwing up a home run ball uh, after less than two seconds, less than two seconds of uh, actual offensive line protection because Shelby Harris is right up the middle. That That is a play you have got to make, and you can't allow those 97-yard touchdowns as a defensive period. That's an obvious statement. But look, the this is a team that if they can cut those kind of mistakes and get a little bit better play, uh, you know they they could be in line to to make a little bit of a run because look you take a look at Denver's schedule towards the end of the year it's very favorable you're going to travel to Cincy to San Francisco home to Cleveland at Oakland and then home to the Chargers a team you've already beaten so there is uh there is there is some there are going to be games that Denver is going to be favored in coming down the stretch, and we'll see if they can capitalize and dot, dot, dot. Playoffs? Question mark? Emmanuel Sanders was asked about that in the post game, and he said, no, we're not going to talk about that right now. And they know where they should be. They they know this is a team that's still got a lot more to go when it comes to progressing in this season, but they're at least putting themselves to get back into that potential 500-9-7 realm, uh, a record that many thought they would be in when the season began in the first place. So, Broncos get the win against the Chargers. Get your reaction really quick on this game. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E. The letter K Radio on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me and uh, get your responses in. Adam Reichenbach says: Philip Lindsay, Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Harris Jr., uh, Michael. Hey, he he mentions the offensive line. He says, "Offensive line, just doing work this year." Uh, a group. I tell you what. And I don't know why. It seems like the more injuries they have, the better they play. Really strange. We're going to dive into that in a future radio show. I'm going to tell you about that radio show coming up here in just a second, but some more of your responses. Uh, Mile High Beauty says, Emmanuel came through big for the offense again. Hollywood, Isaiah. 61 says, I wonder if there will be much of the... We would have beaten you in the playoffs if Antonio Brown was healthy crowd. I'm not really sure what that means, but uh, certainly not a ton from Antonio Brown post game as far as comments go is uh, Denver really kind of bottled him up. as Vance Joseph said post game, that was the game plan was to make sure 84. he didn't do what 84 usually does. James Harper says, the obvious ones, obviously, in Philip Lindsay, Chris Harris Jr., but I thought Shelby Harris had a great game, even outside of his game-ending interception, as we kind of pointed out a little bit earlier in the podcast. Very, very good. Uh, Colorado Ford girl says, Harris, Chris Harris Jr., if he wasn't there at the right time, may not be celebrating a win. The defense finally getting in the right groove. Uh, Advent Nebula says, Philip Lindsay continues to impress. Shelby Harris, really impressive, half-sack and, of course, the pick that sealed the game. Uh, Free Willie says the entire offensive line, taxi squad, played well. I don't know what that means, taxi squad. Is that a reference to the offensive line? Is that a nickname for them? Or is that a reference to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because they're black and yellow, like a taxi cab. Not really sure. Maybe I'm missing the joke here. Uh, Tara says Philip Lindsay continues his improbable production with speed and vision. Give him more carries, and he easily outpaces Saquon Barkley. Okay, let's let's pump the brakes here for a second. I, I want, uh, as we end this podcast, I want Bronco fans to do this. Do this for me, okay? Will you do this for me? Stop comparing Philip Lindsay to Saquon Barkley, to Darren Sproles, to Warwick Dunn of the... I Stop comparing him to individual running backs and start comparing running backs to Philip Lindsey because this is a guy who is making an impact not only on the football team but in the NFL right now. The word is out. The national narrative is there. This kid can ball. This kid can absolutely play in the NFL and now you got a game plan for him, okay? Philip Lindsay is Philip Lindsay. You don't need to compare him to Saquon Barkley. Philip Lindsay is not going to win the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that's fine because it doesn't matter. Because quite frankly, it doesn't matter to Philip either. Philip is one of the most humble athletes I have ever gotten a chance to cover. In fact, he's so he's so humble. He's almost borderline annoying. There are times where I'm interviewing him when I want him to just brag about himself because he's a hell of a player and he's a hell of a kid and his attitude and his drive and his passion is absolutely tremendous and it's everything you would ever want in a player. The Denver Broncos should be really, really, really considering themselves lucky because Philip Lindsey chose to play football at CU. They should be really lucky that he grew up here in Colorado because it made that decision to play at CU a little bit easier. The Denver Broncos don't land Philip Lindsay if he doesn't grow up in Colorado. If he grows up somewhere else, he probably doesn't play at CU. Maybe he plays for a bigger school. Maybe he gets a little bit more exposure. The bottom line is this. He's not an undrafted free agent then and he's probably taken somewhere by a team that should have saw his talent. For some reason, the NFL didn't. But Denver knew about it because he played 20 miles up north. And for that, Bronco fans, you should be thankful because Phillip Lindsay's going to be a player for years and years and years to come. And this is a franchise-type running back that is going to make plays for this team and is going to win them games for a very, very long time. So, Broncos Blitz Podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. I've been talking about this radio show. This radio show is something that I teased last week, and I'm going to finally reveal it because it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. That would be November 26th. Um, I want to welcome you to join me on Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 1047. Uh, I am going to get the privilege, the honor, the thrill, the opportunity to be on air from 11 to noon, Mountain Standard Time, so that's 1 to 2 Eastern Standard Time for you, Eastern Standard friends. Um, And I'm going to get a chance to be on the air. Uh, This is uh, not the first time that I have been on air, but it is the first time that I've gotten a chance to tweak what I've gotten the opportunity to do. And when I say that, I want to bring very much a podcast feel to the radio show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk Broncos, and for you Denver sports fans, we're going to talk other Denver sports. Well, we're going to get a chance to dive deeper into this because uh, it, it's more of an interaction with now phone calls and, and you. Uh, so I strongly encourage you to join me Monday through Friday, starting tomorrow, November 26th, when uh, we go live from 11 to noon Mountain Standard Time on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM 1047, and then you can react with me, whether that be the text line at 303-831-1340, or you react with me on the phone, and We'll talk about the Broncos together, you and me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Be sure to go check that out, of course, at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com for great coverage. Archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, including player interviews, discussions, breakdowns, and info on the new radio show that starts tomorrow, November 26th. Be sure to go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join me, won't you? We're going to have a lot of fun. It's Broncos Podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com.
0: Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.